Raiding the Kingdom, episode 85, the 2022 NFL training camp preview. We're actually here to talk about real football, finally, not just speculation. Uh, actual football is coming up. Yes, sir. Coach is here with me. We're ready to rock. Coach, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You know, we, we were talking about this, I think, earlier this week or last week, and we were trying to figure out the next episode, everything like that. And you're just like, dude, we need to do training camp. I'm like, man, that's not for another two weeks. And I was like, oh, shit, it's actually like next week. So some teams are actually starting next week. And then, yeah, dude, it's it's it's, it's pretty much football time until, what, March? Yeah, this is what so, we've been waiting for. It's what I'm we've been waiting for, yeah. Very excited we've tried about to, it. We've tried to keep this dead period as um, – <clears throat> as live as we could and tried to talk about whatever we could football wise. I think we did a decent job, but now we have, you know, we have training camp, we have preseason, we have the regular season. It's just, it's going to be onward and up here from here, my friend. So looking forward to it. Right. We had a ton of guests for you guys. A few didn't pan out. A couple did shout out Aaron lad. Um, yeah, Aaron. Yeah. We still always have more in the hopper, so we'll get that going. But today what we're going to do is we're going to break down uh, three training camp position battles for each team, the Raiders and the chiefs. Um, we're going to kind of go over like an intriguing new signing rookie free agent that we really want to see in training camp. Um, and then we'll kind of break it down from there and, uh, should be a lot of content for you. But before we get going, we're going to let coach lead off, but first a quick word from our sponsor SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes all the confusion out of buying tickets. So if you want NFL concert, MLB, soccer, whatever you're into, use our promo code RTK capital RTK for $20 off your first order. If you happen to have a lot of email addresses, as Coach will remind you, yep. that could Make be a way to, to cap secure. locks that shit. RTK, baby, all day. There you go. Get $20 off your first order or second or third order if you have a lot of emails. So now let's get into some uh, Chiefs training camp battles with Coach. Touchdown, Kansas City. And there's Mitch. What's his name? Holtness? Yeah. Yep. Mitch. Yep. So. Voice of the Chiefs. <laughs> Much like last year, I think some of my um, training camp position battles from last year will resurface this year, right? Um, which I, I don't want to say is uh, is not a good thing, but you know, competition breeds success, right? So, first off, I'm going to go with right tackle. Um, right tackle. I think right now we probably have Andrew Wiley slated as our right tackle. Um, you know, with Lucas Niang also being in the conversation. Um, you know, Lucas Niang has had injury issues. Uh, you know, he sat out the, the, the COVID year. Um, he's never really got a lot of playing time, was a very good uh, prospect. I believe he was from TCU. It was purple. as TCU or was Northwestern. So he was, you know, he, he played in a solid conference and, and, and was a good player. But for me, I think the rookie is actually going to take it. I, and I, I think it's going to be Darian Kennard, who was a draft pick, uh, fifth round out of Kentucky, um, uh, a pick that we actually traded up for to get. Um, love him. Uh, you know, he was, an, he was like, he was a first team all SEC. Um, I think he's going to come into camp, and I really believe he's going to take this job. Um, and, you know, between him, Creed Humphrey, um, and Trey Smith, you know, that is like, three-fifths of your offensive line that is super young, controllable, and just extremely talented. So I'm like, I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for that that training camp battle because, like I said, you know, competition breeds success. So I'm, I, I'd like to say I'm comfortable with all of them as a right tackle. Um, you know, potentially we have some issues. Maybe one of those guys will have to slide over to left tackle. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later. I don't know. Um, right. At least training camp wise, they're going to get some reps there. That's just 
you know, unless things change here in the next couple hours. But again, we'll talk about that later. So I think right tackle is going to be extremely interesting. Um, but I think we have some talent there where whoever gets that spot, I feel relatively comfortable about them being there. Um, now, uh, another, do you have any questions on that? Do you have any comments? So it, we're going to wait for this to the end, but I think because we're on the subject of the offensive line, side note, you know, I've been like in the off season watching a little more film just because I'm yeah. bored and I want to learn about more stuff. Trey Smith is an absolute monster. He is. Oh my God. I was watching. Yeah. And and not highlights. I was watching like play by play by play and he just stands up in all of them. You can just, he's on that line. He stands out. He's a massive rest. human. And you know, he is. but thankfully his, he has his, like his lateral quickness for an, for a man of that size is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. just the power he generates. Yes. It just, you can watch it and you'll be able to pick him out without knowing his number. Um, okay. So my question, obviously what kind of you just alluded to Orlando Brown, mm-hmm. what's going on today's the deadline. Today's for a, the deadline. For so, you know, from, from what I'm being told and uh, I don't have sources that directly call me. So this is just we have sources. We have yeah, sources. We have sources. We have sources. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, don't want to release or, you know, reveal any of them, but you know, yeah, we don't want to put that out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, me and uh, me and Andy Reid talk consistently, but um, no, it sounds like he wants to reset the market and uh, the Chiefs not happening. Yeah, Trent Williams. You know, I've heard he wants to get as much as twenty five million a year. Um, it's 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 a tough situation. You know, I think Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be one of the best tackles in the NFL and uh, left tackles in the NFL. And I know as the cap increases like like we always talk about left tackle and quarterback you know uh you know cornerback or like your in my opinion are your most important positions that you you know that you pay but I, I don't think he's proven himself enough to be in the Trent Williams conversation Trent Williams 99 and Madden that's just saying but um, I know you know because Madden Raiders are always the the outlier for how much someone should get paid but um you know it, it's the, he, he's going to play this year. I don't think he's going to say no to 16, 17 million um, that he got franchised for. Uh, so I think he'll play, just won't be in training camp. Um, and, you know, just go out this year, improve it. The cap will increase. But I just, I just can't see us paying him $25 million a year. I know you got to protect the investment in Patty Mahomes, but um, it's, and, and they gave up, you know, they gave up a good lot of assets for him. So I'm kind of just, just torn. I, I wish you could just kind of have a, um, kind of just like meet in the middle type thing. Even if you're going to yeah. take less years and, you know, get more, uh, you know, get a higher bonus or just get more guaranteed money at the beginning of the contract. He's still young. He's like 25. Um, so we'll see here, but, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to get done today. It doesn't look like he'll be there for the start of training camp. Um, but I would imagine he'll be he'll be there week one. He's training. He, I think his big issue too was is that for a majority of this um, off season, he didn't have <coughs> excuse me didn't have an agent. And yeah. uh, you know, I get player 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 empowerment, but the business side to this, unless you're like studying the law and you're studying all this stuff, like have your agent there to 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 help you out. And uh, try and negotiate, and that just that just wasn't happening. So, I think I think I can, you know, like I said, I think he'll end up obviously playing this year. He's not going to sit out and you know say no to sixteen, seventeen million, whatever that exact number is. But uh, 
I would be shocked if it gets done today. I mean, we still got some time. You know, it's only yeah. 11 o'clock Eastern time. I think it probably closes at like four, four or five Eastern. So um, there's still some chance. There's still a chance. Never say never. But I, you know, from what I'm reading, it, it doesn't look like it's a, a likely, you know, conclusion today that he's going to sign. So it is what it is. I just don't. You see how these situations pan out. They rejoin the team, but obviously there's a little bit of, of bad blood there because the QB doesn't get to work with his line. The running backs are behind different blockers. And then sometimes we do see it where we think a holdout is coming. We're waiting for a deal, and then they end up stalemating, and they go sign with somebody else um, and kind of take the you know take the hit. So it would be unfortunate to get that alert that he's you know now he's a Chicago Bear or something like that. But uh, hopefully that's not what happens. Yeah, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. No, because you know some of the, some of these teams would pay big big money for a left tackle. But I, I do like that the Chiefs are holding out. But I agree with you. I don't like this whole no agent. Uh, thing. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. It's just like a very odd situation to be in. It's it. It comes down to them not wanting to pay the percentage to the agent, but you know, it's the, like one. It's like one percent now. One or th- it, I think th- it was three percent. It's not above three percent. And, and these and these agents, they do a lot of legwork. Obviously, if you're Lamar Jackson, you're you know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna put Orlando Brown in the same category, but you, you know, your talent is incredible. You've shown it. But there's there's little nuances and things that just the agent can handle that you don't have to worry about. You know what I mean? Keep working on your right. biceps, right, and let the agent um, do what, do what he needs to do. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. I, I really hope that there's no bad blood. Like I said, I I admire his um, uh, belief in himself, but you got to prove it, dude. You had one season as a left tackle full time. You know he 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 uh, he um, took over for Ronnie Stanley. I think like midway through the season for the Ravens when he went down. But you got to do it for more than just one year, dude, and expect to get Trent Williams money. You know, be an All Pro that would help. Um, so exactly, yeah, that, that's something to strive for, man. Be an All Pro this year, and I'll be cool with you getting Trent Williams money. Okay, so that's that's well, my there piece you go. Put so it there. Um, next we have, you know it's tough to really pick uh, a lot of like position battles here in Casey on the offense. Now it's a little bit more um, prevalent than it was before, but so I have pretty much all my position battles that I'm focusing on are, are, are in the offense. So wide receiver one is my next. Um, now, you know, we got Scantling, we got Juju, we have Hardman, we have Sky Moore, um, and, and those are the four I'm really going to focus on as being a legitimate chance to be that wide receiver one. Um, everything I'm, I'm, I'm reading about is, you know, MVS and uh, Patty are having a, an incredible connection. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Mahomes has got the connection with Hardman f- for the past three, three years. Um, and then you have, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster coming in. He's, you know – he signed a one-year deal. I think Juju wants to be the number one, 100%, so he can get that wide receiver one money next year. I just think it's going to be a it's going to be a battle. I don't. I think Sky Moore's got a chance. He's you know he's extremely talented. Uh, I don't think he'll be the wide receiver one this year. So I think it's really between Hardman, MVS, and Juju. Um, I don't know if I have a. I, if I had to, if I had to gun to the head, had to choose who would probably end up winning wide receiver one on the depth chart. I, I'm going to go Juju. Uh, he's got the track record. MBS has been solid in Green Bay, but Juju's got a little bit more um, 
skin in the game and he's just he's just had some better seasons. Um so I'm going to go Juju here is the one who will probably take it. But again, it's it's very I think it's very close on 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 all on all facets there. I mean I don't think you don't have your Tyreek Hill anymore. Um and uh that clear cut number one. And then you also can think like hey like our wide receiver one really is like Travis Kelsey too. You know what I mean? He's, right. he's the main target. So, um, but yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be a good position. There's a lot of good wide receivers we got in camp this year. Um, you know, filling out that depth chart is going to be, um, is going to be interesting for sure. Um, but you know, like I said, competition breeds talent, breeds success. So let's go out there and just see what everybody's, what everybody can do. But I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a battle. What do you think? Uh, I am a little curious if you guys are going to kind of move into the direction that kind that a lot of teams end up dealing with, but specifically uh, on my end, like what the Raiders have been doing for the last uh, couple seasons is, you know, like the, obviously they drafted Henry Ruggs that ended in disaster, but on the field he was starting to turn into that receiver one, but they still, it's kind of like how the Patriots do a running back by committee. The Raiders kind of did a receiver by committee mm-hmm. once Amari Cooper was gone. There's no true one. I've been advocating for a one. Obviously it finally happened this year. I almost wonder if you guys are moving back in that position where, you know, like Darren Waller was probably Carr's favorite target. And Kelsey is obviously that for Mahomes, especially now with uh, Tyree Kilgon. So I wonder if the rest mm-hmm. are just going to kind of be like if the, the difference in targets will be like single digits, you know, like yeah. uh, you know, maybe maybe like Miko Hardman leads with like six this game and so and so has four. Yeah, no, I think um, the, the the wealth will be spread out. And I think that was like the main reason you trade Tyreek otherwise you make it work if you don't want to spread the spread the offensive out more and you know get more pieces in there to to just stop relying on one person and one 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 caveat I'm going to throw out there that I you know I'm just on Twitter as we're talking so Ian Rappaport this is back to Orlando Brown okay so I'm just going to go back Uh rewind uh the Chiefs and Orlando Brown did not come to an agreement on a long-term deal per his agent Michael Portner as Mike Garofolo said recently the gap was too large. Brown went out, played out. So, like we talked about, played out, earn your money. That's the point of the franchise tag, right? Go there it is. So, so that is the update on uh, Orlando Brown Jr. We'll stop talking about that now. But pretty much um, not moving. Yeah, so pretty much what I just said, but now it's Garofolo and Rappaport said it, so it's official. Um, well, we said it first, but there we was said one first. name I didn't. We did. Sorry. Back to the receiver. There was one name I didn't really hear you bring up much. Uh, Justin Watson, Justin so Watson, what, yeah, what, White Lightning, what yeah. I, right. So what I kind of been seeing is, and it's uh, you know, everyone expects to hear Mahomes maybe just talk about Sky more this, Sky more that, um, because that's the newest newest weapon out there, and it's kind of like um, we'll say like the Packers, like everyone wants to hear about Christian Watson. They're not talking about him that much. They're talking about Romeo Dubs, and then Mahomes wasn't really saying a lot about Sky more. He was talking about Justin Watson. I remember he said he texted Andy Reid right away or Brett Veach. One of them was like, "How how fast is this guy?" Like. They were thrown together, yeah. I think, somewhere in the offseason. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like I, it's the – Justin Watson, I think, played a couple years in Tampa. I think he was like two, two, three years in Tampa. Um, he – yeah, no, he, he's he's stupid fast. Um, the, just like the wide receivers that we have here, the camp battle really just in general. I mean, I, I say wide receiver one. It's really just like – Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, Justin Ross, they're Corey Coleman. I keep forgetting you know, in the, you know, Cornell Powell. Like there are so many wide receivers at this, uh, you know, that the chiefs have on the roster right now that, you know, some of these 
guys that are not going to make it will be on other NFL teams 100%. And oh, I don't see so, how like any of them don't not so, get picked up by someone else. Some of the other guys, it's like, you know, oh, let me try and store them on the practice squad. They're not going to last. So it's it's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be interesting for sure. But, but a, also a good position to be in, you know, quantity over just one guy, right? So um, exactly. my, my next – position battle and this might surprise some people and it might not is is running back right so um you know obviously like you know for me you know Derek Gore uh um Ronald Jones Clyde Edwards Lair they're all making the team Jared McKinnon uh and uh god how did Aaron Ladd say the dude from Rutgers Pacheo Pacheco 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 yes pretty much all locks to make the team. It's just a matter of depth. And I think Ronald Jones is going to really push Clyde. Um, and hopefully by him pushing Clyde for, you know, that starting running back position where you're going to get the most reps will help uh, take Clyde to the next level. But if it doesn't, I'm super comfortable with Ronald Jones getting the bulk of the carries. Um, you know, Ronald Jones might not catch the ball out of that back- backfield as, as well as Clyde Edwards Hilaire does, but he's a bruiser. He's going to get those extra yards. He's the guy you want down on the goal line in those short yardage situations. And um, I think that will be an interesting battle. Um, you know, I think we, we got him on a actually a really team-friendly deal. Um, and I think he came here because he saw an opportunity to um, to to start. You know what I mean? In, in, in Tampa, obviously, got Leonard Fournette. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to win that battle. But I think he came here because he's still young. He's 25, 26. He just got done with his rookie deal. Uh, hey, like, I think I can go take this job. So I think that'll be be interesting. And we've talked about this, too. We've kind of talked about, hey, like, that Ronald Jones signing is, like, really – I loved like, it. Yeah, no, I, I loved it, too. It. As, as a Raiders fan. You I hate it. it. Yeah, as a Raiders cool. fan, it was, you know – it was under the radar and it's honestly, it's something that I don't necessarily think about all the time. Like the, you know, the chiefs, you know, we signed MVS, we signed Juju, this and that in the draft. And it's kind of like Ronald Jones sometimes kind of gets lost. Oh, we lost Tyron. We lost Dan, the man Sorensen, but it's like, it kind of gets, kind of gets, kind of gets lost in the shuffle, man. And you know, Ronald Jones very well could be our, uh, the best signing that we have this off season. So, um, oh, definitely. But yeah. So I think that'll be, good for the running back room. He's got experience. You know, he's, he obviously won a Super Bowl just like Clyde did. Or, no, Clyde won. Clyde didn't win a Super Bowl. I lied. Um, but uh, he brings experience, and uh, he, uh, I think, will be good for that room. And, and, and like I said, help Clyde Edwards-Alaire, because we talked about this the last time. Like, this is a really big year for him. So, uh, hopefully he gets pushed to perform that much better. And yeah, I think it's um, part of the reason why they signed him, too, honestly, is to be like, hey, like, this is get your, get your ass in gear, dude. Get your ass in gear, dude. Like this is this is no joke. We have faith in you, but also like you know you need to step it up. So it'll be interesting. Um, my prediction on that is that they do not extend. They don't extend Clyde Edwards-Helaire at the end of the year. I think Ronald Jones is going to have a better season than him because he's goal line. He's passing game. He can work, you know, in power. He can do really do it yeah, all. Yeah, uh, Ronald, you know, Ronald Jones can catch the ball out of the outfield, but fumbles, out of the yeah. backfield. But uh, I, Clyde edwards helaire you know, was you know he was more versatile. Like when he was at LSU and his first, you know, a little bit with the Chiefs. So. When he started with you guys, he looked. He was, he, at, you know, as advertised, and I remember fantasy. That was like everyone was chomping at the bit for him, and then injuries and and whatnot, and you know things kind of settled down. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah, yeah, this isn't this isn't as good as we thought. So. No. No, nope. I still thought it would have been great if you guys got Kareem Hunt back. That would have been, I mean, Hunt. It just makes sense. 
It did. It did. I, I still have his still have his jersey. Yep. So yeah, now, now like that's also I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, Chiefs fans. What 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 should, what should my next jersey be? Because I have the only jersey I have left that's still on the team is Mahomes. Tyron's gone. Eric Berry's gone. Um, wish they bring him Eric back. Eric Berry, though, I like that one because he never went to another team. No, no, he didn't. And he was and he was unreal. He was the so, man. Eric Berry was a man. You, like like I have a Charles Woodson one. I can always wear that. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. My you Khalil Mack one is Eric just Berry. sitting in the top of my closet. You can always rock the Eric Berry. Um, you know that that good Tennessee bloodline that Trey Smith continued, and then uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt was my other one. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe one of the guys I'm going to talk about a little bit later on might be my next jersey. We'll see. So stay tuned. Let's see. But throw, throw in the comments which one I should get. You know, obviously, man, beautiful Travis Kelsey has got to be one. But for yeah, my other one, well, he'll probably send you a signed one. So. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Shout out yeah, Travis Kelsey. Great. There you go. Send him a signed jersey. Um, all right. So actually, since we've wrapped that up, uh, your three position groups. So just a refresh for anyone that got lost in the sauce there. Um, Coach is looking at a battle at right tackle. Wide receiver one, running back one. So prime positions. Yeah. All very exciting to hear about. And then now we're going to pick either a new free agent or a rookie that we're excited to see, hear about, et cetera, in training camp and just get some reports on them, which we're going to get next week. Yes. So who are you picking? For coach? for me, it's uh, it's Leo Chanel, man. Uh, he is adding him to that well, linebacking group of, you know, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay is, is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. Um, you know, I, I mean, all these guys got under three years of experience and Willie Gay's got the most at three. And then, you know, Nick, Nick Bolton was a rookie last year. And then obviously Leo Chanel is a rookie this year. He just brings that intensity. Um, and he's like, like I said, he, he reminds me of, like I said last time, like a Bill Romanowski, right? He's just a, hopefully just Bill Romanowski without steroids and, and the other things off the field. But, right. Yeah. Uh, just not. that intensity. And just like, he wants to hit people. He wants to knock your head off. I think he's going to be absolutely beloved in Kansas city. Um, and bring that, just bring that fire, man. Um, and I, I think this linebacking core is going to be, is going to be nasty. We still got Jermaine Carter, um, who was a, you know, was a starter for the Panthers last year. Uh, so there's, there's other good linebackers that, that we sign and that are going to be part of the rotation. But I just looking at, I don't know, I have to come up with a, like a name, um, uh, for these three linebackers and just like a, I don't know, you know, like there's like the, the purple people, purple people eaters. There was like the Vikings, like defensive line. <laughs> I have to think of something funny for the, uh, for the for the combination of Leo Chanel, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay. Um, so, if anyone has any ideas, uh, throw those in the comments under the show. Um, but uh, I can only imagine what some people are going to say now with Willie Gay's name and being in there. But um, yeah, shout out Willie Gay. You were too expensive for us to get you on the show. Yeah, side note there, it's we almost good. had you. Almost it's all good. You. Get your hustle on, man. Get your hustle on, yeah. man. We're, we're we're trying. If yeah, uh, Leo what's Chanel, the, the revenue? You, you happen to be. Up. Looking up Chiefs Raiders podcast, and you hear this. All right, us raiding the kingdom, raiding the kingdom. But uh, yeah, so Leo Chanel is who I'm looking forward to most. I'm also looking forward to Justin Ross too, just to see what he can do. Obviously, in OTAs, or he was making some cool catches and doing his thing. So hopefully, he can come out and show out in, in, in camp too, because that'd be huge to have him. Very true. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Nick Bolton wouldn't be a bad jersey idea too. Nick Bolton. Yeah, I thought about stud. that last year. Nick Bolton. Yeah, Nick Bolton. I still remember him saving him and uh, you guys. Shipped him out of there. Um, oh, uh, Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. He uh, they saved that Denver game where Drew Locke was starting to stunt on you guys. Yep. Starting quarterback for the Seahawks. But we'll see about that. Yep. All right, so we broke down Eric's group. So why don't we uh, transition to the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> Sounds like a large group of intelligent people. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, first position, I'm going to piggyback off Eric, and we're going to go with uh, right tackle, which has been not just a position of need, but kind of a a, um, a position of weakness uh, on the Raiders last year. So our uh, we drafted drafted a rookie for uh, to fill that right guard spot. Um, so Alex Leatherwood, our first round pick from the previous year from the uh, Gruden Mike Mayock regime, um, he's probably going to be kicked out to right tackle. But he's been battling with Brandon Parker, who is really not great. Both of them were ranked dead near the bottom. Uh, as far as uh, right tackles and just offensive linemen in general for the last two seasons or last season. Um, and then we, the Raiders did draft Thayer Munford from uh, Ohio state, you know, our first pick in the seventh round, he's more of a left tackle, but he can bump out to right also. So we'll kind of see between the three of them who ends up on top. It's exciting in the sense to see who's going to be the starter. And it looks like Leatherwood's been putting in a lot of off season work and he was good at uh at Bama, but I just don't, I just don't know. Um, just penalties and pass protection and blocking in the run game wasn't even outstanding. So I, I just don't know what's going to happen with Leatherwood. I hope we get a return on him being a first rounder. And, um, you know, I'm sure you remember my reaction when they picked him. I just wasn't, wasn't all that juiced about it. So we'll see what happens there. I, uh, everyone has high expectations for the running backs, which I'm going to get into later. But it, it all is dependent on the offensive line. And we're all excited about Devontae Adams and Carr. A lot of it is dependent on the offensive line. If he's going to have time to get the ball out. And um, I don't know. So the offensive line, as I've said multiple times, is one of the two position groups that scares the crap out of me with the Raiders for 2022. That and the secondary are both um, extremely weak if you look at the roster on paper and individual performances. So that's what uh, right tackle for offensive line. I don't know if you had anything on that. There's not really a lot to add. Not really a lot to add. No, Um, you just hope that Leatherwood gets it together. And, you know, because I know you've had a lot of luck with the first round picks lately. Um, Yeah, tons of luck. Tons of luck, you know. Also, your comment, dude, that had me dying. That was one of your one of your more funny moments on the show. Um, I'm glad you like that. I did. I did. I had to mute myself for a second. Uh, But yeah, right right tackle is super important. Obviously, you're set at left tackle. Colton Miller's a stud, but. yeah, they're right. You got to you. You just got to have a decent offensive line. He doesn't need to be like the like the Eagles or the Colts or anything like that. But you got to give your time quarterback time to throw the ball and your running backs some some holes. So if hopefully, you, and I've heard it. If you have a, a like, just a, it doesn't have to like you said, it doesn't have to be top tier, but give me a medium, just medium offensive line, and that's workable. You can do things with that. There's been plenty of running backs that work with a lot less, but you give me the 28th ranked offensive line out of 32, we have problems. Yeah, 100. percent hundred percent. So. All right. And then uh, actually, while we're on the topic of problems with a bad offensive line, let's go the next position group, which isn't super exciting um, is the backup quarterback position. Uh, so the Raiders have obviously Derek Carr at one, not going anywhere, got extended. Well, could go somewhere later if things don't work out this season, but behind him is Nick Mullins. And then behind him is Jarrett Stidham. Shocker, shocker, you know, Josh McDaniels and, uh, Dave Ziegler brought in the backup QB for, or one of the backup. I'm surprised they didn't try to get Brian Hoyer, 
backup QB from uh, the Pats. Uh, both, I, I'm, I hope they keep three if they have to. Um, but there's been discussions that I'm only keeping two. I did a 53 man roster prediction where they just kept, um, Carr and Stidham, which is extremely scary. If you look at, uh, Stidham stats in, uh, 2019, he had two completions on four attempts for zero touchdowns and an interception. Granted, it was only four attempts, but it is what it is. Then 2020, he had, he played in five games. He had 22 completions on 44 attempts, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, pretty bad. Uh, Mullins has far more experience. I still remember taking off work to watch Thursday night game where the Niners played the Raiders and he was starting for the Niners. I'm like, Oh, this is great. They're going to destroy them. They Raiders lost. And it wasn't really that close. Um, you know, so he threw the most he's thrown for is, uh, 2,400 yards basically. And that was in 2020, but he's played in 20 games in a four year career as being a backup. Um, I'll just take that experience really over everything. He doesn't have a great, you know, touchdown interception ratio, 13 and 10, 12 and 12, one zero. So not outstanding, but I prefer him as the backup to Jarrett Stidham by miles. I mean, I remember they talked about Stidham being the potential starter for the Patriots. And I think they saw in training camp that that was not going to happen. They brought in Kim Newton, that whole thing. So uh, it just really makes me nervous that they're going to go with their whole Patriot allegiance, um, and keep Stidham. If they want to keep him, that's fine. It's kind of like how Gruden held on to pick six Peterman for forever in, in a decade. Um, finally, they got rid of him. I don't even, he's probably in the Canadian football league now. Or no, I think he's with the Bears, which is perfect. Um, but it's yeah, keep Nick, Mull- keep, keep Nick Mullins. Yeah, Adam Murray. Keep Nick Mullins around, please God. Um, you know, we couldn't afford to keep Marcus Marriott around anymore. I'm glad he's getting a shot with the Falcons, but. Yeah, so that's my concern you said, there. I don't you know. said Pedro Way, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's like, I'll be the backup. Would you be the game for that? Yo, yeah, hell yeah. He's a bit he's a bit uh much, but I, I like Cam. And he would be kind of like Mariota, like bring him in on those third and ones. Little read option could be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh he's not gonna be the starter, but if he ha- I would be wait if Carr goes down, I yes, I would absolutely take Cam Newton over Nick Mullins to uh lead the way. There you go. Um yeah, free advice. You solved there. it. Let's do that. Get rid of Nick Mullins and Jarrett Stidham, and let's get Cam Newton as a backup. There we go. Probably go write an article on that for Fansided. There we go. Yeah, get a little uh, controversy going. Good mm-hmm. job, coach. I like that. that All right, so good. my third position group. Um, you went with wide receiver one. I don't even know if I said that out without stuttering. Um, but for the Raiders, one and two are pretty much solidified with Devonte Adams in one, Hunter Renfro in two the slot machine himself who just got paid. Um, So wide receiver three is kind of open for business. Uh, Raiders actually have a decent amount of free agents that they signed. Keelan Cole, Demarcus Robinson, ex chief trying to get him on the show. Demarcus, give us a ring, ring, ring. Uh, And Matt Collins from the dolphins. So of those three, I'm kind of leaning towards Cole or Robinson. Uh, Holland seems kind of like a one-trick pony to me. Robinson had a couple of great contested catches. Of course, most of them were against the Raiders. Um, and then there was some play he had with the Chiefs where he went backwards when he caught the ball and like lost yards. Everyone harps on it. I don't know which one that is. Was that in the playoff game or something? I think so. I mean, R- Robinson, uh, he gets a lot of hate from Casey. He's not terrible, but it's like 
it was almost made out to be like the Marcus Robinson is going to be the game changer in the AFC West race. He's he's a decent mm-hmm. wide receiver, but he's nothing. Yeah, special. he's a three. He's a three or a two. Um, mm, so yeah, three. what do you think? You think a three? A three. Okay, a three. He's a three. Well, yeah, he's no not offense. better than Hunter. No, I, I, no, he's, he's not better than Hunter Renfro for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm leaning Keelan Kohler to Marcus Robinson, but I like the depth there. I if they keep all three of them, it's possible. But as far as starters go, that's going to be the contest. I'm going to want to see who can kind of establish a rapport with Carr quicker. Um, I mean, he's the rapport he already has with his top three receivers, which I'm including Darren Waller, and that is already solidified. So I'm just curious to see how that battle goes. Uh, Cole is pretty pretty versatile, well rounded, big target. Robinson, um, a little bit more of a faster option. But like I said, he does have contested catches. Hollins could be a deep threat, stretch the field vertically. They all have their their pros and cons, um, and there's all a reason that they're all free agents. So we'll see. But that's what the Raiders need is just a, a just a strong back end on this receiving core, especially, God forbid, if something happens to Red for a war, uh, Devontae. But you have to keep those contingency plans in mind. So those are my three position groups. Right tackle, scary. Uh Backup quarterback, also kind of scary. And wide receiver three, I'm comfortable really if they take either of the three that I just listed there, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and then for my most intriguing rookie or new signing, I've talked about him a few times. Coach has talked about him. Zamir White, a.k.a. Zeus from Georgia, the power back. Um, he's coming for Josh Jacobs' job. Whether that's an actual thing or not, we're saying it. We're going to speak it into existence. I like Jacobs a lot. Um, Zamir doesn't, isn't as much of a catching back as Jacobs, but he probably brings a little bit more power. Um, he's a great guy, dude. He's Zeus. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's built like a brick shit house. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to bring a new element to the, uh, running back room. I think the two complement each other. They'll both stick around for this season, obviously, but then next year is up in the year. So I want to see what, if White's ready to take over the, the starting role, maybe halfway through the season, or if he's going to be a 2023 option and, uh, you know, Jacobs will hit the bricks. We'll see what happens there. But Zamir White, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. The competition should elevate Jacobs's uh, game, maybe keep his focus on the field, and uh, which would be great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I had for, for the Raiders right there. I don't know if you had any questions on that, but, uh, you know, wide receiver three, QB two, and right tackle. We don't really have a lot of news going on with with the Raiders right now. Thankfully, no legal issues. No, um, no. you know, the, just the uh, thing with Henry Ruggs and the whole right. But yeah, but he's you know, people have talked about him coming back when his case is done. Like he should get double digit years in prison. He probably won't because that's just the way the judicial system works now. But uh, I don't want him back on the team. I don't think he deserves to go back on a team. You made one mistake that ruin somebody's life forever and their dog. Um, yeah. Well, their, their family's life. Yeah. Their no, family. Yeah. Yeah. So people say he wants to put this behind him. That's cute. Cause they're yeah, her family. And, can't and, put and, it behind you know, her. Uh, dying's dying, but this, this girl burned to death in her car. So right. that's a different, yeah. that's a different level yeah. for me. So Henry, that Jersey was shipped. If I hadn't wanted to destroy it, um, it was very quickly shipped back to, uh, NFL shop shout out NFL shop. Thanks for taking that back. Cause I don't want that scumbag Jersey in my, my closet anymore. Um, but yes. So why don't we move on to our, uh, Senate awards to wrap up the show? I thought you, I thought you had a, uh, I thought you had a question for me. Jim. No, I was asking if you had one for me. Oh, do I have a question for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see. I hit you up with the Orlando Brown, the, the, uh, the Christian or the Justin Watson, 
So mm-hmm. I don't know if you had one for me because I don't. There was not a lot of Raiders controversy going on right now, thankfully. Yeah, there's. Really oh no wait, one. oh we're gonna talk about Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, we're gonna talk. I was gonna ask you about Jamarcus Russell. What did you think of that yeah. interview? I know I, I tagged yeah. some stuff, but yeah. So uh, I actually I did write an article on it for Fansided. Check it out, NFLSpinZone.com. Um, you know, former first round pick overall, uh, Jamarcus Russell appeared on the Pivot podcast. Um, you know, he doesn't come out to the media that much. He never got a sh- another shot after the Raiders released him after three seasons, two seasons. Um, but he was a disaster in the episode. He really just, to me, sounded like he just continuously wanted to bring up stories to try to show, you know, people not being favorable towards him, biases, stuff like that. Things that, oh, well, this person did that. And this person did that. And kind of saying that he was set up for failure. You might have been, but you, the people you surrounded yourself with, decisions you made, that's what set you up. For he was failure. trying to play the victim, um, you know. Yep. And the Raiders did know about that. Um, but Al, and he said he wasn't set up for, and I'll give him this. He never said a bad thing about Al Davis and he shouldn't because that's, he said he was set up for failure. The owner of the team, one of the most powerful, influential owners in the league at the time, um, advocated for you. Everybody else wanted to draft Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. They should have, obviously. Um, and he's complaining about lack of receivers. Well, guess what, Pud? We could have had one of the best of all time, but uh, we picked you instead. So, uh, you know, just a lot of excuses. He mentioned, he actually referenced, if you could understand it, he mentioned Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. He said, the guy they have there now, Derek Carr, they want him there. They're setting him up. They gave him the best receiver that'll catch everything, a.k.a. Devontae Adams. Um so, you know, he had Darius Hayward Bay. So, I mean, I don't know how that could have gone wrong. I mean, but, uh, and, and yeah, he he studied tapes that didn't have anything on him, right? So Right, and he admitted to it. He didn't flat out say, yes, that's what it was. But he's like, well, they set me up, and I don't, I don't think they set anyone else up. Yeah, because they knew you weren't watching tape, so they did it to confirm it. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's... He didn't deny that he was drinking scissor the whole time. He tested positive for codeine at the combine. Um... Or uh, what was it before the draft? He tested positive for Cody. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it was he, a messed up he, deal with him. He had it. He had the athletic potential. He had a cannon of an arm, um, but he ruined himself, and uh, that's really what it was. I, I, so think, I, I think, don't. I think what it came down to with him is like his talent got him to the NFL. Right? Obviously, that's a that's a that's a blanket statement. But I think he didn't think he had to keep working. Yeah, which we see a lot is these guys think they made it and then they can just coast and spend the money and and go out and meet celebrities. And and he was part of that old class. And wasn't he part of that old class that just got stupid, like a stupid signing bonus and contracts before they like redid everything? Well, he actually held out um, of training camp his rookie season because he didn't like his contract. Okay, so started off on the wrong foot there. Um, I don't even know if he had any money left. He had a nice watch on, though, so maybe he's doing all right, but. Yeah, so I was just, it's kind of, if anything, it kind of put even more of a negative spin on it. I appreciate him pseudo admitting to things, but mm-hmm. it was just overall pretty disappointing. But it, intriguing at the same time to hear him speak about his time there. Um, but yeah, just a lot of excuses, a lot of complaints. And um, I don't know, it's in the past. There's a reason he never got another shot. And uh, that's really that. So now let's head into our Send It Awards, which we haven't done in a while. Give it to a team, player, person, quote, anything that kind of sparked our interest. Here we go. What is that? It's a major award. 
I'm starting because Eric's are always wild. I'm giving the bullseye award to Travis Kelsey. He made a comment at a golf tournament about how he loves the Raiders because whenever he sees him, he gets 200 yards and a dub. Um, not entirely wrong. He's never gotten 200 yards against us, but yeah. Um, and then when I shared that, I used the picture from him getting that game winning touchdown in Allegiant stadium where Jonathan Abram absolutely blew coverage and, uh, let him just prance into the back of the end zone untouched. Shouldn't happen ever. So Raiders, I posted that on our Facebook and Twitter groups. Uh, Facebook, you guys are a lot more active. Uh, people were very upset about it. Um, they say that the Chiefs are going to go 0-2 against the Raiders, which I love if that actually happens. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I'll, I'll be I don't know if it will. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll do an episode on it. For yeah, sure. for sure. Uh, the end of the as coach. We have, as we have last year, yeah. What, what was it? We were outscored like 87 to, I think I did the math, 87 to 27, something like that. Yeah, you were a good sport. So Travis, yeah, thanks, pal. So Travis Kelsey puts it out there. I think it's all in good fun. He has said nice things about the Raiders. You know, you win some, you lose some. We just don't win many of them. But there is a bullseye on your back there, man beautiful, as Eric likes to call you. So, uh, Coach, who is your send it award? Let's uh, I've been Here waiting all week. we go. The oh. Milf Hunter Award goes your great side, by the way. Zach oh Wilson. Zach, mother, and Wilson. I think I might actually get a Zach Wilson shirt. There's actually, Barstool's got a shirt that says throwing bombs. Moms. Oh, um, so, okay. you know, yeah. go Zach Wilson. You know, the whole story came out. Um, where his girlfriend broke up with him to date his former college roommate, but Zach Wilson was also banging one of his mom's best friends. Really, just the start of a really good porn. Honestly, you know what? It's a good porn. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You know what? This is this is you know I'm not gonna cuss. I I'll cuss, but I mean Zach Wilson has (laughs) this story is just he's got all of his teammates behind him like. You know, he's been doing a lot of work this offseason, and I, and I like Zach Wilson as a quarterback. I've said that before. He has um, been doing work this offseason. He's been doing right. work this offseason on the field and off the field. On um, off the field. You know, like I said, throwing bombs, fucking moms. So, uh, shout out to Zach Wilson, um, you know, uh, being a little bit, bit of a MILF hunter myself. I uh, I tip my cap to him, and uh, shout out Zach Wilson, man. You, uh, <laughs> you've earned my respect, brother. Oh God! Yeah, that was intriguing. I can only imagine how his um. I mean the the locker room, like when he comes into training camp, like everyone's just gonna get down on a knee and just like give him the salute. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, Zach Wilson is the man. You are the king, my friend. You are the king. Yeah, and and his and Lisa, God love you. Um, also, if you want to get back at Zach, you know, beast from East one. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but it's totally cool. Uh, he uh, isn't my beast. Am I beast from the east? That was my. I think that was my old one. I'm beast from the east three hundred two. Sorry, I want to make sure you actually get the right. Oh yeah, because she'll be she'll be hitting yeah, you up. She'll, sure, she'll, yeah, she'll be hitting me up. So beast from the east three hundred two. Sorry about that, Lisa. Um, and it's from it's F R M, not O. So just just oh to, just to verify. God. Um, but uh, yeah, just just to, just to, honestly, a great story. And she's like begging people to stop contacting her friends, trying to find out who who said right. And she's I think she said stop contacting me, asking me which one of my friends like yeah people are are wild. Yeah. Um, Lisa, I'm yeah, not going to contact I, you about that. I'm going to ask you your favorite color and you know what do you like for breakfast. So yeah, buddy. <laughs> 
And that's the end of the show. Oh my god. We'll be back at you, people. Training camp is starting. Go, Chiefs! Just win, baby. Jackpot, baby. Tyree Kills Podcast sucks. Yes, it does.